Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 14, Episode 11, The Trans Dimensionals. Yes! Yes! Come and, come and get it, boys. No, I do not. How we do it in my book? Yes, I do. No, I do not. Yes, they still have a clip for coming. Oh, I, on this? I dated KC for a while. Yeah. He denies it, but you know I'm a beautiful woman uh, <laughs> outside and, and in my head. But uh, yeah. you know, I do it all. Yeah. Uh, was that the one? Where were we discussing uh, trans vaginas? And we're like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> that was at uh, Pizza Rock. Oh, okay. Yes, we were talking about the ability of a uh, fully transitioned trans woman's orgasm potential. Right, and do they still squirt with cum? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and you were making the case that you thought the tubes were still connected, and it's somehow like, uh, they call it retrograde ejaculation, and it just mm. comes out in their urine. It just ooze. Yeah. Um, but I was th- saying that at least according to uh, the thousands of videos I've watched no. of <laughs> post-op women, uh, those tubes are cut off, but the... Orgasm potential is still there in the nerve endings as long as the surgery is botched. So, right. Um, if you're new to the show, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, you can support our show at Patreon.com/slash Probing Ancient Aliens, where for only five for only five fucks a month, you can uh, settle this debate more. between me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for five bucks a month or more, you get two exclusive podcasts. One of which is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects related. To aliens, ancient astronaut theory, UFOs, cryptids, all that fun stuff. And uh, and our other show, Adventurous Ghosts, our Ghost Adventures podcast, which is the same format as Probing Ancient Aliens, but for the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures show. Uh, and you can also get some cool show merchandise, as well as disc golf discs and disc golf apparel at blackholesupplycompany.com. Make sure and spell out the C-O-M-P-A-N-Y. Uh, it's not... C-U-M-P-N-N-Y. <laughs> Those are my favorite denominations. Companies. Uh, uh, <laughs> Take these cum pennies. Uh, but yeah, you can get um, hoodies, t-shirts, baseball tees. Yeah. You can request. Yeah. I don't know if we have baseball Crotchless panties. Yeah. Uh, long sleeve uh, shirts, yeah. sorry. Um, crotchless panties. You can get uh, the bandy, which is a cut-off yes. sleeve shirt. Exactly. <laughs> hey, y'all. You can get socks. Yes. Uh, ooh, and speaking of which... We're here on Twitch, and we've got what is that? White Kiss Eight, hmm? white. Oh, White KSI eighty one. I finally met it to a live stream. Welcome. Oh yeah, and well they sub at one tier. So thank, thank you. you. Uh oh, Blart, Blart says uh five dollars for this foot long. There you go. Just like Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Jared Leto. It's gonna uh, be Jared nice. Fogel. <laughs> <What do I laughs> uh, and then uh, Malpractice says I'm taking this bandwagon in another direction, Joey. You gotta watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, I love Aqua Teen Hunger. It was Force. fine. It was oh, fine it was for great. its time. No, it was more than fine. It um, was amazing. Uh, no, that show was that, that was show was actually funny because it was fret. I mean, that came out like the what the late nineties, early two thousands or something. something like that in yeah. C Lab twenty twenty one. Yeah, were fucking. That hilarious. was back when those shows were novel and fresh, and yeah, now a lot of them are. Uh, I still enjoy Adult Swim, yeah. but uh, anyways, where are we talking to these people, Joe? Uh, we're talking to them on. 
twitch.tv slash aliens where every uh, usually every Monday night when we record before right before we post mere hours before we post uh, you can chat with us. Near minutes, usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can chat with us in the twitch.tv slash aliens chat. You can uh, throw us uh, for free. You can throw us free money. All it takes is a few little clits and clicks on your exactly. part by going to your Amazon Prime settings and ha- taking your Amazon Prime account and linking it to a Twitch Prime account. It's completely free, but you just have to do it every month. Well, and you don't it, have to link it. I think once it links, it's good. Or sorry, right? you have to subscribe you have to every sub, month. Though. Yeah, you yeah, link it yeah, once and yeah. then subscribe. Uh, you know, that's what my daddy said for life advice, you know. Yeah. Hey, son, link it once. When it comes to women, you link it once and then subscribe. There you go. Yep. Oh, this person bought the Sea line Distance Driver oh. you guys have on the site. Nice. Love that thing so much, and the podcast is great for a while I'm working. Thank you. Thank you, White KSI81. Thank you for the support. Um, Hope you enjoy that. But uh, yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of a lot of Steve and Joey in the past six days or so. There it is. Um, just came and back from vacation. Dog. Exactly. Yes. Uh, my first vacation. I think my first vacation with Dave <laughs> Dog Bundy himself. That's fine. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been on. Yeah, you guys never were in a Vegas together. Because uh, he took not in breaks. any Vegas exactly. that exists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's Vegas. many, many dimensions of, of Vegas, as exactly. just like this uh, episode of Ancient Aliens today. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but probably in a Fallout world, you guys were yes. together. We both played. Vegas. We both played Fallout New Vegas, uh, single player game. But you know, uh, it's cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, you guys were both on it at the same time, probably. I don't know. I believe so. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that would have been. 2010, I think maybe summer 2010 when that yeah. first came out because I played it right when it came out. Okay. Um, West Coast Geek was also in Vegas. He decided oh, yeah. to meet us at the escalators without yeah. anyone but Ding Dong Bundy knowing. So yeah. he came up and jumped us. That was uh, Ding Dong Bundy's way of seeming interesting by yeah. playing a little a little trick, a on little us. goof. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we invited him to lunch at an Irish pub right there, and he scoffed and went Ugh, like yeah. that, and, and then out. went to hot dog on a stick. <laughs> 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 when in Vegas or any mall, baby. Yeah, I need that fried cheese or <laughs> turkey dogs. <laughs> Extra batter, please. <laughs> and just love watching them girls chug oh, yeah. that lemonade. I mean, that is that's why he went. Come on. Oh yeah, with with his wife or not? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the devil. Now. Yeah, that's the that's like the family friendly uh, strip club that you can go yeah. to that no one suspects is right. seeing all those lovely ladies guaranteed to be jamming wieners into. Uh, Hot, batter. moist buckets and batters and oh, things yeah. like that, too. Hot, so. wet, dripping with sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, just going up and down on and, and all around going to town oh, yeah. on that lemonade. Because it churning is delicious. It. And churning yes, it. Yes. And then you just imagine your big, huge testicles as the big, huge lemons that they're smashing down. True doubt. And wishing it was just them with their high heels, their stiletto heels, just fucking yeah. jamming on it, those balls. That wish, yeah, that her hands were feet with <laughs> heels. <laughs> And that was just pumping down. Again. Now you're kind of drifting yeah. into like a Wheelers from Return to Oz exactly. fantasy too, where yeah. instead of Wheelers, it's the Heelers, and it's women who yeah. have just legs, heels. Yeah. four they're legs, all and feet. all heels. <laughs> it's easy to run away from them though because exactly. they're very slow on those heels. Yeah. Even yeah, the yeah. even the most adept woman on those heels, and they're very loud, still has a huge, huge risk of ankle rolling and ankle oh, yeah. snapping yeah, with yeah, those yeah. things. So. And they got bunions and stuff. So. Yes, <laughs> bougies and bunions. Yeah. His first choice was Popeyes. Oh boy, uh, but the line was. <laughs> too long. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, it's just too happening exactly. and exclusive of a well, place. That, chi- that chicken sandwich, man. Yeah. I'll, I Still always, never had it. I've been through uh, Atlanta a few times, the airport, and always mm-hmm. wanted to stop at the Popeyes there as a goof. Yeah. Like, ooh, getting real southern fried right. chicken here. Yeah. yeah, the Sparrow in New yeah, York yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 Which which a pro disc golfer literally yeah. did that yeah, in they Vegas were in their story, like going like, oh, hitting the strip, all these places, and like Sabaro, and then like right. picturing the fucking all the food. Oh yeah, Sabaro, like it wasn't a goof oh, yeah. at all. I think I mean I think that he just wanted to get that sort of buffet feel. He's looking at food behind glass guess, and being yeah. served to be able to order tray, whatever so. he wanted. So, uh, chicken sandwich from Popeyes was good when it first came out. That's what you said, yeah. And now it's still fine, but it's not as good as it once yeah, was. Yeah, they had to mass so, produce it. Yeah. So, um, I feel like it's two chicken tenders now where it used to be a giant chicken breast before. Oh, that's a Now, shame. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But mm-hmm. I feel like I get two pieces of chicken now where before I was guaranteed that one big one. How many Kind of like you... Cluck and Blaze. It's like that one big chicken right, breast. Right, right. Where at Popeye's, it was that, but not. I feel like the last few I've had, I haven't had that. How many times have you had the new version of it at Popeye's? Probably like four or five. Okay, so you had a... A sample set. A sample. That's yeah. very yeah. yeah. You know, what I think you I had could one do, or two of the old when they first came. At out. least you have the two chicken fingers. You could do the classic thing where you take the chicken fingers, jam them up in your upper lip, and say, "Oh, I'm a fried chicken walrus." Exactly. Just like all of us did as kids. Right. Yeah. I don't remember doing that, but yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, no. Just made it up right there. No, no. But who, who had the best chicken logs growing up? Which I don't know if everyone had, but yeah. it was uh, Pioneer Chicken. Oh yeah. Those yeah. were fucking delicious, and yeah. that's why I would still go to Long John Silver. But I think they're all out, mm-hmm. or they're all. Not in business anymore, but they had the closest thing to Pioneer Chicken's fried chicken sticks. That was a place that only Pino would take us because my mom, like, to be fair, the locations around us, the two Pioneer Chickens look disgusting and sketchy. Oh, oh, no. Um, But uh, but dad would take us there sometimes, so, uh, and it was very good. Oh, yeah. But then they both closed down when I was very young, so I probably had it like up until I was eight or something like that. Yeah, they didn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, maybe they lasted, but, again, to, to our age, yeah. they were gone when we were youngsters. And for at least at least 15 years uh, after it closed down, the Chinese restaurant that stayed oh, there yeah. forever did not change the shape of the sign no, no. with the, you guy, could always, the little chef in the pioneer uh, wagon, you know. <laughs> my brother and I would always cry because you could drive by plenty of pioneer Just chickens. Just burst into tears in the car together, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could. Good uh, evening, Bo Bandy. It is Bo Bandy, and West Coast Geek has a favorite quote from the weekend oh. coming apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you, you you would cry because you would see that shape and just go, yes. "That used to be the fucking pioneer." So goddamn exactly. good. We did find one in downtown LA, which was like, oh yeah, somehow kept it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely wasn't pine. It was Pioneer Chicken and had all the old. Badging, but it's like, hey, we're just going to stay in business. Right, right. We're not closing. Sure, the down, recipes so and all the like, stuff was different. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was close enough. But again, actually, Long John was the closest thing you mm. could get, more, even more so than that. Well, and then Gross Snake turned us on, who was uh, having a beautiful hot. anniversary dinner. Had one with his wife tonight. Happy eight years, Gross Snake. But yeah. uh, turned us on to a place around him that's called Fusakli's, which yeah. is a fried fish place. Right. Which looked like a raisin canes, like chicken place, but mm-hmm. it was fish. Yeah, uh, and fish that's fry. where we. He said they have the best chicken, and then right. we went on about Long John Silver. So, right. uh, West Coast Geek said his favorite line from the weekend was, "What the fuck is going on here?" As Joey looked at him, he yeah. turned around because we were then all talking, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, it's this dickhead," <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost upset. Or annoyed. But no, not, I was just no, like, no, I know. What? It was just like that. Yeah, in what, disbelief. What the fuck is this? Plus, uh, I was also, 
I got very hungry at that point too, and I was like, oh, now I got to socialize. Yeah, exactly. I, gotta I was on. ready to like, like step on. two two minutes yeah. away to eat. Now I'm like, now I got to deal with this asshole. I need to get that ruined. <laughs> um, but it was good seeing the West Coast gig. Really yeah. had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "Cool, an episode about trans persons. How woke oh, you? <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know, we talk we about do. them in a very real way. Yeah, because that's what they deserve, and we want to know how they come. Real women <laughs> deserve real conversations about exactly. how we think they orgasm. Yeah. There is not an alternative fuckhole. Correct. It's the <laughs> right, <laughs> equal but but different. Yes, <laughs> not separate. Yeah, just equal, equal and separate. Okay. Yeah, equal distance. <laughs> right." Uh, Support is not endorsement. Exactly. <laughs> uh, should we just? I mean, we're already talking about the weekend. Yeah, we have a uh, we have uh, no good reviews, no new patrons. Uh, who was the first in our chat tonight? Was it Blart? It was Blart. So Blart eleven or Blart one one, whatever he they prefer, she they prefer, is asking, "How are you doing, Steve? How are you doing, Joey?" Tonight, and I am. I'm doing good. Yeah. Again, we yeah, we you are <laughs> hinted, if not. Blatantly said <laughs> what we did this weekend. We're a couple now. <laughs> Belching. Yes. Uh, we were in Vegas for a little vacation slash disc golf adventure. A vacation. From when, Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, which was yesterday. So we took some time off. So yeah. it was quite nice getting out of town. Uh, I think we were pretty safe as we were doing stuff fairly distant, wearing masks the whole time. Oh, yeah. Uh, even in in the Vegas, whatever, we went to mostly restaurants off the strip. Yes. Uh, and did, yeah, we didn't like hang out in casino hop a ton and just like, yeah, we were, there, so. we were like, well, trip, not tripping. We were taking, getting two disc golf courses and on disc golf courses for roughly four to six hours of each day. Yeah. Um, so getting over there, there's, there's, there's like a, Seemed like there was like five to six really solid eighteen hole courses out there, and then a bunch of little nine hole courses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we went to we went to all those main vein courses. Um, definitely the most time I've spent outside in Vegas, and the most exercise I've gotten, oh, other yeah. than just like walking the strip all day sometimes, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. but it was nice because we ate very well. We all were pretty much like fasting most of the morning to lunchtime. Yeah. And uh, you got that sad burrito. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, the but... day before, I was feeling a little weak after the because yeah. that was two twenty-four hole court. Right, the twenty-four hole course back to back. So it was right. like fifty. Well, and you did have the um, that webcam buzzer thing that your fans can control, so you're feeling exactly. weak in the knees most exactly. of the time because they were making you come so hard. Yes, yes, that was every the... par. Was a was a cum yeah, party? You got it. Yeah, cum and, show. And every bogey was in my shlogi, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not sure even what that meant. But it was pretty painful. <laughs> I got painful. a bogey. <laughs> I'm in my shlogi. <laughs> my shlogi. <laughs> we could make that a shirt. Yeah. Bogey and shlogi. That's one of the songs that um, John Candy's polka band was right. one of the hits that he mentions <laughs> in the deleted bloopers. Yeah, <laughs> not deleted scene, deleted bloopers. Exactly. Which are all, which are all deleted. Exactly. The scenes out of there. Uh, white case. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, I think it's just KS- white KSI. White but please educate KSI. us, white KSI. If 81. there's a pronounce pronunciation, but they are going to Northern Michigan at the end of the month. Ooh, nice. so that's going to be cold though. Probably, oh, yeah. probably maybe in the snow even where you yeah. need that ribbon. Because especially Northern Michigan, I would assume, because right. that's close to the lake then as well. I don't know. Um, but uh, what course? What course, white KSI? Yeah. Are you going to tape the ribbon to the top of your disc? And, uh, yeah, apparently that's the thing. Oh, yeah, because that way, when it cuts into that snow, it just yeah. disappears. Unlike Jarrett from Buffalo, who hosts running it, co-hosts Running It with Nate Sexton's podcast. Yeah. And is a big Who has lived in Buffalo, a heavily, heavily, like a gnarly snow area like Michigan, Minnesota, whatever. 
and said in he's been playing for six seven years but never played in the snow right so you must not be that serious yeah. Jarrett you pile of shit he's just a spring dinger he looks like a like a stupid version of um, Foggy from the uh, Marvel the Netflix uh, Daredevil show mm. uh, and I was very surprised that's what he looked like okay. I was picturing a very like uh, Italian swarthy looking dude because right. he has that hey, buffalo what's accent going on yeah. <gasps> gonna have some wings and yeah. uh, you know I'm a ranch man but I'll do yeah. blue cheese every now and then. Uh, and then his West Coast geek alluding to the fact that oh, he yeah. did not go to a steakhouse. Oh, yeah. He's pumped to ready to yeah. hear about the steakhouse. Which... <laughs> oh, baby, I'm pumped to oh, ready. Sorry, the one fuck up I had on the trip, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I blundered because so we ate at Lotus of Siam, which yes. is rated one mm. of the best Thai restaurants in the country, yeah, and it and was. It is delicious. Mm. Uh, we. I have been thinking about that every day. I told you, like yeah. that garlic. Those garlic prawns and just yeah. basically everything. Everything. I think yeah. about it'll be once a day, you know. But the further away you get, you'll at least think of it probably once a month. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it's crazy. Yep. Um, and then we went to Pizza Rock another night, which is like right. a famous chef. Like the only person who ever won a pizza contest yeah, yeah. in. It was like uh, the Neapolitan or what's yeah the that? first the first American to win the Neapolitan pizza off or whatever the official fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, Naples, Naples yeah. fucking it, contest it, yeah. for which is where that pizza was born, right? But like, and so didn't it say the first non-person of that city to win it? Too? Yes, yes. Not That's only, yeah, saying, not yeah. only the first American, but the first non-Napoli man, right? Um, but uh, that's my sex character for my wife, si. Napoli man, <laughs> Sackley man, <laughs> Foo Sackley man, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this guy owns, I, I was looking up his, uh, bio on the website cause I was trying to see if there was anything, any restaurants he owned in Southern California and there isn't, it's only in Sacramento Bay slash Bay area and mm. then Vegas. Like it's right. the only two fucking places. Where you'll hear that. It's like, Hey, I have everything and a Vegas location. Exactly. Like, they just can't say no to that, yeah. that, uh, exposure and mm. money and all that fun stuff. But right. that was delicious. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, w- I would like. If 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 there was nothing going on on a weekend, I would literally just like let's just fly to Vegas <laughs> and eat either once per day or an early Lotus of Siam or Pizza Rock, and then mm-hmm. the other one that right, night, like the double yeah. dandy or whatever oh, it was, yeah. like because that would be totally worth the trip to right, me, right, right, especially with like monorails back, whatever. I know they don't go yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. like when it, enough transport without ha- well without COVID, especially too, right, right, you know. Oh, it wasn't like a nightmare or anything, but definitely, it definitely gets annoying with your mask all the time, especially when you're walking those long periods of time mm-hmm. and stuff too. But of course, we had it on. Like, it's interesting too, because like a lot of times when you're outside here and not in crowds of people, you don't really, you know, you put it on when you kind of need to. But out there, everywhere is basically like an like outdoor crowd. mall. Yeah, so you yeah. feel like a complete asshole if you don't have your yeah, mask. Which and there, there was were plenty of assholes that weren't wearing their mask at especially all. Especially in Fremont Street. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. would wear this shit. Well, including and they a lot like of those. probably thought they would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, including the, the fucking go-go dancer looking chicks that were walking down the strip. Like half of them, when literally they're making money by going up and fake flirting with people very close and yeah. touching them and taking pictures... We're not wearing masks. I guess I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. were a bunch of them that weren't. Some yeah, of them yeah, were, yeah. but I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, I need a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and White says, don't know what course yet, but they uh, has a buddy that lives up there, mm. and they played 
Mackinac Island last year. It's literally just oh, white. White K-S-I. There we go. Exactly as it's spelled. Uh, and Bobani says, not everyone can be a swarthy Italian I know. like himself. That and beautiful, myself. beautiful man. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we did that. Then um, Patreons are going to get a special taste. Oh, yeah. Because Friday night, we went to the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum. I didn't have the affection. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that was really fun. Yeah. That was a maybe, good idea because I totally forgot that that was out there. I kind of forgot about that whole experience because the dinner that night was, was probably spoiled. my dinner de resistance. <laughs> worst no, meal it, of it the year. The worst meal <laughs> yeah. chosen by the worst boy on the trip. <laughs> uh, a a very A very standard, again, if you drove down the street or you yeah. were already in a populated area in anywhere in Southern California... And someone said, oh, hey, there's this good taqueria a couple miles here. And you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. We're drunk. Like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, very authentic, you know, Mexican food. Great, delicious, yeah. Yeah. yummy. But they are at literally a dime a dozen out here. There is literally 10 of them within two miles of Steve's house right here. Uh, and Matt decided that we needed to go to this one after Zach Bagans. Yeah. Because we was waited. Next to it. And he was, his friend from work kept telling him how great it is. Yes. Who lives in Santa Ana, where there are even more endless, yeah. endless amazing Bad, Mexican food options. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like any sort of Latin food you want in Santa Ana, especially in Orange County here, you could get. But she chooses to drive to the San Diego location of this place because also this place is a chain. Yeah. Uh, a so Loose chain, let's say. Yeah. It's not like you know uh, a West Coast Geek yeah. 50 locations yeah. nationwide. The guys in the back can yeah. break their bonds with that are chained <laughs> to the, the dumpsters because um, yeah, they just, refuse to pay for garbage disposals exactly. there. Exactly. They're just playing, uh, I was going to say Led Zeppelin, but it's yeah. uh, what's a fucking uh, Van Halen unchained. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was it was totally fine if we would have waited you know five minutes for the food. But I think uh, you especially wait, had to wait the longest. Well, or no, Ding Dong, because he was two people back. So he, Technically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember being there. It took me 15, 20 minutes just to get some carne asada fries. Yeah. And then I was going to move to the other station. Finally, I went up to Matt and said, you just get me three of these Al Pastor tacos. I'm not waiting another fucking yeah, line. Yeah, and yeah. I just went and started eating at a table. I found a table. And... Uh, because you you literally were not moving for like twenty three minutes. I was looking at my fucking thing. I was like, "What?" And there was only like three people in front yeah, of you yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, because they kept cutting it for the right. drive through and this and that. And yeah. Like, it, Cause, it and then of course you get up there and yeah. you get your shit probably in a tenth of the time of them too. You know. Well, they also did a meat change when I was there, so I was standing there for five or ten minutes just like Ugh. waiting for them to change out the fucking oh the thing. big Alpha like, store yeah, thing. Yeah, it was annoying. That place sucked. Uh, yeah. Ding Dong likes to say the worst meal was hash house a go go. It's just very okay. Oh my god, he would never go there. <laughs> right, you know that own. that fifteen dollar giant thing of fried yeah. chicken and eggs was only worth twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, you know? that that place is fucking delicious. It's great. I would go to it if it was much closer. There is one in San yeah. Diego, but I don't drive down because it has a huge weight. All the exactly. Time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he <clears throat> made. Because I made the the point like that Mexican place. I wouldn't. If, even if I was in San Diego, I'd never go to it. No. And then he said, well, Hash House, he would never go to. That's so stupid. But he's not a big <laughs> breakfast boy either. Yeah. So uh, you can be West Coast elitist when it comes mm-hmm. to Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, yes, that is where we get yeah. a little bit of our prowess. But anyways, yeah, so that night was ruined with the meal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it was really fun. Yeah, no, the yeah the museum experience, like I said, we'll go into it deep on uh, our, our Patreon episode 
this month on Adventurous Ghosts. Um, and then Saturday. We almost, I was thinking about that on the way over here. I was like, we almost could do a whole episode on that. But at the same time, I think we could probably do like a good half hour on it, which then we'll just have the rest of the episode. We can figure it on out. On that show. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but still, it was, cool. it was a cool experience. Uh, and we went thanks to our Patreon supporters, um, which we really appreciate. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely interesting. Sadly, uh, sadly was there. Yes, um, an old Asian gentleman that is you know has Alzheimer's. He's homeless. He lives at the in the parking lot of the museum, which Zach thankfully lets him stay there. Unchained though, he doesn't have no. to eat any of the trash food there. You know? Exactly. But, uh, no, but uh, it was it was both what I expected and what I didn't expect. As well, so, yeah. uh, so most, a little tease for you. Yes, and, and it's mostly just because there's been so many episodes of his various shows that have gone into like every room of that place. But mm-hmm. even though you've seen every room, the, a lot of the exhibits were very different too. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and then Saturday. So the whole reason we went was one to just go on a vacation, but then yes. two go to the like first national yeah. disc golf tour, the Las stop, Vegas Challenge. Uh, where they never told us that there was going to be spectators or not. So, like, okay, worst right. case, we'll go out there. Of course, it, there are no spectators. Yep. When we drive but, uh, there on Thursday morning and two yeah. old men who were sucking each other off by a porta potty yeah. uh, said, oh, there's no spectators. We're like, yeah. well, fuck you. How yeah, come we're you guys not didn't? watching you come, okay? Right. Just, <laughs> come on, let us, let us get a taste. Oh, here. you can go watch the tournament. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But just, just don't, don't watch don't us. Watch you know? yeah. We're very shy, <laughs> yeah. sucking each other off on a public street. Yeah, yeah. next to the porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they told us to fuck off. Yeah. So then we later find out like they released a special disc and all these people went yeah. and got it, which I don't care about that. But yeah. it's more like, hey, how did they get on there? So Ding mm. Dong did a lot of research and found out we could get on there from five to seven. Yeah. So Saturday. While he was miserably eating at Hash House of Go-Go, he yes, did all yes, this research. Yes. Uh, but again, this is part of the reason I didn't make a reservation for the steakhouse because we mm. never had a set time of what we were doing right, and right. what night. Yeah. Um, because so, it could have been like, oh, hey, we went to the first day or two of the tournament, and we're like, all right, this is we're, we're cool. It's cool that we saw this, but right. standing around for four hours and watching isn't as cool as just sitting yeah, on your, yeah, yeah. you know, couch at home. Maybe we'll leave, or it might have been the other way. Where it's like, oh my god, this is I'm riveting. Here. Yeah. We we can't make our reservation at the steakhouse, like yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. But or even that Saturday night, like, oh, we we don't know how long we're gonna stay. We stayed right. till six, but it's like, well, we could have stayed till seven or eight because mm-hmm. you never know. Like, oh, maybe we. You know, got into something or started chatting with a pro and like exactly, hung out yeah. or something. You know, you or know. fantasy. I right. just want to be a, uh, <laughs> no, but just anything could happen. Yeah. So we should have done the steakhouse Friday and then mm. found out there were we needed a reservation or not. Yeah, yeah. And we could have gone back Saturday. True. Uh, but I'm not. Anywho, I'm not that disappointed, honestly. No, know, like, but, but he's never been to a steakhouse. Exactly. So yeah. I don't give a shit either yeah. way. Um, we'll use next month's Patreon money yeah. to take him to Roos <laughs> No, don't say that. Bobini's on here. He'll get pissed. Uh, I'm not feeding yeah. that fat fuck. Piece of shit. Yeah. He says it's oxymoron. Ding dong in research. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anywho, so yeah. So we went to try to go to Cleaver, which is the second restaurant of the Herbs and Rye people, if mm. anyone knows them, because, you know, our buddy from work. <laughs> Uh, so you're throwing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Balin and yeah. Dwalin, yeah. Uh, Gloin and Floin, exactly. All the dwarves from uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, right? Or from right. sorry, I was gonna say the Bilbo's uh, or whatever crew adventure. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but fuck that. Uh, don't worry, we're not gonna spend a dime on his steak. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the fuck was it? Oh, because he knew Herbs and Ryan was like, oh, this Cleaver place. So we went on there like second day open like a few yeah. years ago 
and I've been back a few times, and mm-hmm. it's quite good. You should check out Sizzler. Yeah, Night Beacon they Lights. They got a pretty good steak, <laughs> says Night Beacon. Yeah. Um, which I haven't been to a Sizzler. I think we talk about this because we drive by a Sizzler yeah. all the time, and I haven't <clears throat> been there in... Not since I was 19. 30-some years, and probably for food me. food poisoning off a late night, all-you-can-eat shrimp there you bender, go. Yeah. where it was maybe probably the first worst food poisoning I ever got. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't been there since I was a kid. And I remember I had the Hasbro Ultimate Warrior and Hulk toys, the little like mm-hmm. five inch ones, uh, in my pocket and was playing with those. Mm. And that's I just remember that randomly for I think I had those. I'm pretty well, sure. that's what you called each of your left and right balls, exactly. right? The yes. five inch Hasbro Ultimate Warrior and Correct. What was the other one? It was just Hogan. Hogan. Hulk yeah, Hogan. There yeah. you go. Uh, but any future future racist and cucker Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Terry, yeah. what's his last name? I can't Hogan. Remember. It's Hogan. His, his last name is Hogan. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we proudly display yeah. him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just kind of lost it. Yeah. You know, you know in the sex video where <laughs> yeah. he's fucking Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, yeah. he tells the camera that he's bummed that his sister is going out with a black guy because he's like, you know, I mean, in my heart, I am racist. You know, I just, it just bothers me. Yeah. To ch- I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Admitting's part of the process of healing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho, uh, yeah. So we didn't go to this. We we went went to Cleaver, and yeah. it was the first time I've seen old people in there. Mm. And yeah, then, you said it was a very hipster vibe. Yeah, originally. Yeah, so a bunch of old locals I think caught yeah. on because they have a happy hour where their steaks and shit are half off, and now they just do it all the time because mm. of COVID. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we couldn't get a reservation or a table. Yeah, so we went to Casa de Amor. Yeah. Which was a nice little old school Italian place where yeah. it had an old guy playing tunes. Yeah, it was very cool, like very little, lively. Like Vegas kitschy vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, which Matt also said was some okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I, it was a fun experience. I yeah. love the I because he said he would never go back there. But I was like, no, I the like the food. Coming the here. food was was uh a lot of the food was very good. The main dishes the three, were yeah. solid. Yeah. I think everything everything but the main dishes exactly. were very good. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And uh, like felt like home cooking stuff Which like that. Which my lasagna was very good, but nice. Uh, yeah. The cuz you got the I had veal, veal parm. Matt had chicken piccata, which he said was really good too. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I would I actually like it makes you want to go back even though Pizza Rock is there. I feel like their pizza's probably pretty good Italian. too. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So um but it's quite But delicious. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh and then uh came back First thing Sunday, mm-hmm. got home around one one thirty. Yeah, we and saw then, the. We also stopped on the way there in the largest Chevron station yes. in the world. Yeah, at the tear, and then like the largest Chevron fucking. It's basically a mall attached to a one room mall attached to this, and we yeah we did try uh, Pizzo's brand pepperoni jerky. Yes, so it's all it pepperoni like based a pizza jerky. Slice. Exactly. Yes, the bag looked like a pizza slice. All the jerky is pepperoni with different flavor powders and things on them, and it was surprisingly pretty good. But it did—it uh, was the one thing on the trip that made me feel like uh, I had the rumblies, the shits, mm, mm-hmm. the whole time. Ooh, Sir Dovingsley said they got the trifecta on the way back. Ooh, surf in the morning, mm-hmm. chucking discs in the afternoon, and laying with his oh, wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about putting his peepee in her hoo hoo dilly. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? My bogey and my shlogi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the famous polka song. Oh yes. Polka jam. 
Uh, and Joey said they did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Joey did. Or, Night Beacon Lights. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, me and him yeah. uh, get very confused. <laughs> you know, very similar attire and such. Um, yeah, it yeah, was a that, nice trip That away. world's largest Chevron was... It, at yeah. first, it didn't seem that big, which is goofy. Mm-hmm. Like, because that one we stop at State Line... Um, I mean, it's a grower, not a shower. Exactly. It's, you got to be inside it. Oh, it's huge, yeah. But that one is, yeah, 96 pumps. Yeah. And then I'm only I'm good a for one or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like, wait, is that? I feel like that's still too little, but maybe that's a decent, I mean, 96 reps, I guess, when I, you're yeah. laying it into your your exactly. wife, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or hubby. Your good lady know. wife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your alternate hole or equal yeah. hole <laughs> of choice. Um, Let me introduce my equal hole. Yes. Veranda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can kiss. And fuck. <laughs> or fucking kiss, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and they had a, everything in there was an activation. So they had a Jack Slink jerky activation, yeah, which had a 20-foot Sasquatch yeah. in it and shirts and other kind of weird shit. Yes. And then, like, uh, a Red, Red Bull, Bull thing. Like, yeah. station you could hang out Very in in, in a shitty beer cave. Yes. <laughs> uh, which had a single section that said, check out our craft beer. And then you were like, it's kombucha. <laughs> yeah, it's not even fucking <laughs> It was like two things yeah. of it. And I was like, okay. Uh, and Night Beacon asked, no, we had a two bedroom, or a, yeah, a two, yeah, two bed bedroom suite, suite yeah. at the Delano. Mm-hmm. And it was or, yeah, a living room and a, and a separate room. A separate room with two beds. Yeah. Uh, and we did get a couple's massage. We got yes. nude in front of each other mm-hmm. uh, and a single masseuse as they massage us both. And yeah. we just had a big three hand kind yeah, of situation yeah. going. Couple mas- couple's massage meaning both standing in the tub. Yeah. And you put the cold handle in your butt, and I put the hot handle in your butt, and exactly. we just kind of like yeah, rubbed on down. there. Yeah. So the sides of our butt cheeks rubbed, in, you know. Exactly. So at least we worked out the yeah. muscles, the kinks, which we, <laughs> on that which we, part of our body. We did take several baths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, you know, you got to start thinking about recovery when you're getting your upper 30s, like us, like exactly. people in upper state New York. Yeah, but. I haven't taken a bath in. I mean, I've, yes. I've bathed myself, obviously, yeah, like yeah. in the shower and yeah. like been to hot tubs and some day spas. You know, Glen Ivy is beautiful, <laughs> uh, but not a true like bath. And then you yeah. got like Epsom salt. Epsom salt, which yeah. was a scented one or something. Yeah, it was like a, like, it was like a ethan, mint ethanol. and lavender, menthol, whatever. Menthol, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, but it helped a lot. And, yeah, and nice. we uh, brought a Theragun too, because yeah. again, we were playing usually two rounds of disc golf every day, or excuse me, every day. And like that Sunset Park is a twenty-four hole course, yeah, so that's yeah. a lot of disc golf. And uh, excuse me, but um, and the one, Bandy, I, the one time I say excuse me for it, no it reason. was Nuru full full yes. oil. Oh down. yes, mm-hmm. which it would be fun to find one of those places. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'll see cuties later. Oh, gonna get some Jaeger and go to bed. Oh. Sounds like a nice little nightcap. <laughs> thank you for the support. Yeah, Ryan. thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Whites, for White. the support. <laughs> right? KSI in the sky. Hulk Hogan approved. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that helped a lot, like the not being like insanely stiff yeah. the next morning <laughs> and stuff like that. My muscles, anyway, not exactly. my organs. My wang doodle. Yeah. But uh, and my I think, vermicious canid. I think one of the funniest things, which Joey was upset at the moment, but. Mm-hmm. That twenty-four whole course was full of fucking twenty-four hobo- whore course. Whore course was full of hobolos. Yes, and of course Joey throws his disc at one, yep. hits them. Mm-hmm. I the threw guy, a I threw a very overstable disc, of course, which turn means it, over. it shouldn't. Basically, threw a disc that should have gone left, yes. and it went way right. Yes, 
which he ended up doing twice. Yes. Because he even did the second time, but no Gary there the second time through. Right. Literally and, within five feet of the same spot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so in, in disc golf, if you're playing by the true rules, there's yeah. like an out of bounds, and then you have to drop where your disc last went out of bounds and all right. that stuff. But we don't always do that because we're just kind of playing through the course and having yeah. fun, but not being like super strict. So, And usually I like scrambling out of my mistakes. I like learning some scramble shots and like, all right, yeah, I'm stuck behind this thing, thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then the Gary goes to like throw it back. Joey starts yelling at the guy not to touch it. And, and, and I get very perturbed, well, especially, I mean, A, when you're playing any form of golf, don't touch somebody's lie. Don't, yeah. you know, like, so whatever. These are throw discs. Yeah. They're not touch discs. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's your Dave Dunham. I just it was real quick. <laughs> real real quick. Hey, talks yeah, like this. You know, uh, just, you're gonna fucking go there. Right. Right? But also, uh, it's like homeless in LV too. Oh, big time. Yeah. Come on. Buddy. Oh, a ton. Yeah. yeah. But there's also in a pandemic, don't fucking content. Don't touch other people's fucking stuff. It's disgusting. And so, anyway, he's he's uh he's picking it up, and I'm like, no, no. I'm yelling at him. He yeah. drops it, and and, he, and I get up there because again, I'm deciding to play from the lie. That's out of bounds, which was just a fucking you know a, a planter box yeah. next to a tennis court, and uh, and and I was like, nope, I'm just gonna play it from there. And he's like, he's like, he's like, it's OB. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna play it from there. And he's like, huh, no rules today, no huh? Rules today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, why am I hearing that? Yeah, no rules today. Huh? He's like, no, I'm just playing it here. And that's fucking like, piece fucking of shit, <laughs> Gary Hobelow. Yes. Hey man, no rules today. You're just gonna fucking do whatever you want, huh? Yes. <laughs> sure. The ultimate. <laughs> the ultimate in in unknown hypocrisy, which you know, like Trailer Park Boy, like it's like one of the funniest things when this like completely unself aware statement where it's like, oh, really, man who clearly did not follow any of society's rules <laughs> and are a society. fucking homeless man. You're gonna tell me, hey, you're gonna pick this, pick disc golf. Well, you always gotta follow the rules in disc golf, yeah, but that, yeah. that's what you're gonna be strict. Yeah, you're gonna on, openly you know? drink and do drugs in right. the park where you live, which right. no one's allowed to live in or do drugs in. Right. <laughs> also, no I didn't. I didn't need his help walking the four to five feet to where my lie would have been if I was playing yeah, the yeah. OB. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, man. And then you uh, almost hit an. You almost hit a few people that trip too, because then there's that one where it almost hit the lady with the dog who was sleeping yes. under her shirt. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's when I knew I was done. Else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like emotionally imploded on Saturday or Saturday. Yeah. Where I was just like, all right, I'm disc golfed out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That was a th- on like the shittiest course, course yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then Ding Dong almost hit that old couple at the Mountain Crest course. Oh yeah. If he would have hit that <laughs> old lady in the head, she'd be fucking dead. Yes. Cause that was high speed. Yeah. Uh, in the throw. Very early release, high speed hyzer. But, uh, uh yeah, like that Mountain Crest Day probably played the best I did of the whole weekend mm-hmm. too. I think both of us finished like way well, not way under, but if we're I we might have been even or under on the Udis gap playing the normal, you know, not the amateur or whatever handicap course. <laughs> not, oh yeah, the not handicap but you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you're playing the ramps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the handicap course. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is I mean, disc golf tee pads pretty much are all just handicap ramps. Yeah. That are flat, hopefully. Not, right, I mean, right, not right. always flat. But. They're just chunked out sidewalks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's probably how we're both doing. And then today yeah. I feel great. I got an 86 on my sleep score because I had oh, almost nice. two hours of deep sleep. Yeah, I went to – I think I went to bed at like 10, 15 last night. Mm-hmm. I was just exhausted. We watched uh, uh, watched some Hellier. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're like in, I think, episode four, season two now. Okay. Um, which, again, watching them – I mean, we watched them back-to-back before, but the jump – 
uh, yeah. in quality of that of season oh, yeah, two. Yeah. Which it's like I like and don't like at the same time because it's like the first season was so much more like let's just hold on these situations. But the second season, they're like moving. They're going on this whole road trip and shit too. Because remember again, it was a a YouTube show that jumped to Amazon. Exactly. And I think that was like one of the first ones where they're like, oh, this is great content. We want to pick this up. That's how COVID started. It jumped from YouTube to humans. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, people watching cat videos and pangolin <laughs> videos and yes. all sorts of bats. Yeah, it was it was all those Chinese algorithmically generated, you know, children's character videos to get to guarantee millions and millions of views to give them revenue. That's yeah. what created COVID. Right. So still the Chinese. Exactly. Not just not bats. Right. Um, even though some of the videos were like Batman, Spider-Man, and the Hulk in a car talking about math and mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know about that, right? Like the, those algorithmically created video, like kids' videos, which like put like all these characters together. It's like an AI generated thing where uh, it's like, what are the top characters that kids at this time of the day like watch? Well, video? Yeah. It's very, it was very strange. But they've um, tried to do some algorithmic art too, which is very weird. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah or the quotes, the inspirational well, AI quotes thing and things yeah, like yeah. that too. But which is crazy. That's like three or four years ago when that was yeah. going around. Now, but um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, definitely like. I never have that crazy of Vegas trips because I make a point not to, yeah. but uh, it was nice to like front load the day with a bunch of exercise, have a nice lunch, go back and relax for a while. I read, I finished uh, um, UFO to the Center of Your Mind by John Keel, mm-hmm. and I started The Eighth Tower by John Keel, uh, and then that, plus Hellier and all that, is a perfect transition right. into today's episode of my penal gland yes uh of the transdimensional so we'll take a quick a little a poo a little pee pee a little poo take a quick break oh yes and be right back with the transdimensional yes and we're back with the pro trans dimensionals see we're pro trans on this show making a bold statement i'm trimensional yeah and like J.K. Rowling, and you don't want to see my unmentioned. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. This is uh, this episode was the first one where I perked up a bit Ooh. because yeah, nipples got extra hard. Um, perked up. What, what if the whole kind of like balls? What if what if a woman's entire breasts got hard like her nipples and they just went like boom because you know just, like a ball sack yeah. when it's cold or it's shriveled fight up. or flight yeah. mode they yeah I mean, you know so there'd be some shrinkage there. too they yeah. compress Which you wouldn't like yeah true <laughs> but then you got to massage the the size out of there right, and then that's a whole fetish in and of itself yeah. is how big do, is it going to get do their breasts get wrinkly like balls basically too? <laughs> basically <laughs> turning breasts into dicks where it's like or, hey if I rub this enough it'll get bigger <laughs> or well it's like a ball dick because it's like right. it's wrinkly and shrinks yep. and then you got to heat it up so it gets loose and elastic exactly. again and then swell yes. yeah or swole as we yeah. say sometimes you got to skip then that's why do the women grow cum? bacon canyons because they yeah. get they were they weren't massaging it and naturally extending the length and warming it up. It was yeah. too, like when you crack a countertop with too hot or too cold, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the pressure gets they too much and you get the cracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I got the cracks. Crack. <laughs> oh, she got uh, said them cracks again. No, I perked up because I was like uh, watching the little, you know, preview summary before the episode started. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is like, they're talking about ultra terrestrials, which is what Hellier is, ends up mostly being about. And all the shit I'm reading, mostly mm-hmm. being about. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, interesting little synchronicity there, synchronicity, as we say on this show. Um, but uh, no, I, I uh, overall like I didn't think it was a it wasn't some mind altering episode, but I was like, oh, at least they have never done this subject before. Mm-hmm. There's of course some crossovers and stuff, but they've never really specifically uh, at length talked about interdimensional beings yeah. versus versus their their more standard view, which is that these are all flesh and bolts yeah. extraterrestrials. Which there was no Wilcock, right? I didn't correct miss that. Okay. Because I feel like this is right up his alley. Oh, yeah. Like Peniel I think he's and, done with the show. that kind of shit. Yeah. Ever since the John Podesta thing that he was yeah. all freaking out about, um, you know, he, he can in good conscience contribute to a show that hires a contributor to child sex magic and reptilian agendas and, like, mm-hmm. all that. It's like, okay, okay man. Adrenochron. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, of course, Podesta apparently organized or looked mm. the other way with all that well, shit, too. A, so. He's a pedo stuff. Exactly. Pedo stuff. Pedophile. But uh, what did you think of the episode overall? Uh, elevator uh, uh, pitch thoughts. It's fine. It's something different to your point. Yeah. Again, not a lot of ancient alien right. connections, but they do talk about ayahuasca and yeah. like some other stuff. So, again, interesting knowledge dump to a certain extent but not again connecting ancient aliens to right anything basically just which which again it's like which you can loosely do because they're like well these beans are you know yeah of another world you're seeing angels and demons and right did they say akashic record they didn't but they did talk about remote they danced around it with remote viewing saying that you're projecting your mind to outside of space time, yeah, right. Uh, outside of our space time continuum, right. so so we'll we'll view Bo Bandy again, which we did yeah. that. Uh, I think it's on a closet knowledge in the yes. feed. I believe so. Yes, for uh, sure on Patreon, but I'm sh- I'm pretty sure we release all those in yeah, the feed yeah. anyway. No, I, I definitely want to. Again, I've been saying this for a while. I definitely want to do do it. some remote viewing again. Which do we're kind some... of on a year anniversary. I know because it was like early COVID. We're like, yeah, hey, yeah. we have nothing to do, but we can still record. Yeah. So let's. And that's when Hellier was big, so right. we were like, "Yeah, let's let's do this yeah, ourselves." Yeah, definitely want to do the Estes method again, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we don't have a God helmet, so we can't do that like yeah. enhanced one. Yeah, but, uh, with the ping pong balls, right? But uh, but still, like, yeah, I mean, the this episode is all about: um, is there a a common thread, or as Ryan Sprague always said, is there like a string theory right. to like all all paranormal occurrences and your dumping UFOs under that as uh, on Hellier and John Keel and all these authors and stuff, they're, they're all looking for that same thing. And they're, and what's cool about a lot of those books is they're showing you all of this evidence, tying the science that they can actually measure. Uh, and then like, if there was any substances gathered or substances detected, reported, why is that? Why mm-hmm. did fucking, why, why is it when par- when ghosts and demons enter our world that are, they think are bad does it smell like sulfur like a sulfuric whatever Mm -hmm. hydrogen combo or whatever right like all that kind of shit why do why are people told to not look upon uh you know a god when he's materializing from his dimension like they talk about not that part but like you know keel's talking about how like it was super common that when the mothman would materialize or other you know uh bigfoot would materialize or the flatwoods monster whatever the people that looked at that thing were left with swollen 
sometimes bleeding, but usually right. swollen, basically pink, getting conjunctivitis well, for days afterwards. Like the Sodom and Gomorrah, white, or what's, right. is that the city that, what's the yeah, city yeah. that, where like, yeah. don't look back at the white light, and then yes. it's like, boom, and you have all these like radiation right. type Yeah, because the Tower of Babel was there, right, right, and right. God was saying, fuck this, and whatever. Um, but yeah, to blow up so hard that you turn to salt, you turn to dust. Well, and looking at know. it was part of it too, right? Because right? if you didn't look, then you were going to God be said, okay. don't look at it. Right, if you right. do, bad shit's going to happen. Please don't lick it. I'll put you yeah. on my steak. Yeah. Look at it. Just look at it, please. <laughs> uh, Blart said they will, uh, I think, be a sub. Oh, so, I mean, I think they will be our viewee right. if we want to do another remote. No, game. I mean, because that is, that's part of why Hell You're Clicked with me so much is like, oh, I, I mean, I've wondered that before. But like Newkirk says on Hell, you're like right at the beginning. He's like, it's very rare, unfortunately, that Sasquatch people talk to ghost people and they don't talk to UFO people right. and they don't talk to religious they demonologists, whatever. Yeah. And so, but to me, that is the most interesting part of all of this and why I started reading these books because these guys back in the 60s and 70s, Jacques Vallée, again, mm-hmm. Sprague's favorite. Who's thankfully still alive today, still yeah. doing this kind of shit. But uh, I suck him out. Anything, Jack? <laughs> I suck you out. Because he's like a straight up physicist, do it, wondering this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then John Keel's a journalist, wondering this stuff, and actually, you know, treating the contactees like they're normal people, or at least letting them tell their story, getting them all that stuff. No. Anyway, the the whole point being that aliens are most likely not from another planet, or they're a small percentage of the UFO encounters or alien encounters or paranormal encounters that people have. It's much more likely that it is people in the in a parallel universe crossing over and materializing, dematerializing, whatever. And then mixing a little of the Graham Hancock thing where it's like, oh, what if the people on in this parallel reality aren't technically more advanced because they're like been around longer? They just found better technology earlier than us. Like they right. developed something that Obviously, if their Earth has been around the same time as ours, then they just kind of like skipped ahead some technological shit, yeah. or they're on a completely different road of technological advancement. You know, yeah. So. That's like the episode of Voyager when mm-hmm. they go out into the Delta Quadrant, okay. which the whole show takes place. Okay, uh, which they, is like a far reaches. It's like they're like area of the seventy galaxy. years from from getting home, basically, because oh, wow. okay. they're all fucked, even at their way of traveling and all that. Mm-hmm. Um. And they run into this race, and they're like, oh, they have, like, root DNA that's ours. Mm. And it, spoiler alert for Voyager, which... (laughs) 25 years ago, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's those fucking dinosaurs that have the big, long kind of horn out the back of their head, and Mm. they're staying on two legs and kind of shortish arms. With the duck bills? Not almost, but they kind of have, yeah, like a horse mouth or duck bill kind of... Hadro... Hadrosaurs, I think? Something. So they evolved... And then they bounced off the planet when the meteor hit. Oh. And traveled to the Delta Quadrant. They bounced off and like, didn't die? No, no, no. Not bounced. Like, they fucking, like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, God, I see. They bounced. <laughs> I think, like, a boy. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so they they do that, and they're so ancient and have traveled so far, they uh-huh. don't think they're from, they think they're the first people of the Delta Quadrant. Oh. And the scientist is like, no, 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 we came from somewhere else. And it's the whole episode of them trying to prove that the the Voyager crew is related to them, mm. and they find out yes, but there's such a um, just it's kind of again it's totally an allegory for here of right, like, right. 
oh, well, the scientists don't want to believe it because it'll fuck up our whole hierarchy. Exactly. So yeah. you either need to say you're wrong, sir, or we're going to fucking put you in a death camp. Right. And he, at the end, you know, Janeway's like, what do you want? You know, what do you want us to do? And he's like, don't hey, worry. What do you want me to do? I'm Captain Janeway. Like, like he, he, <laughs> he was going to stick to his guns and right. say like, no, they're there. So they're like, okay, Janeway, you're going to be killed and your whole crew. Oh. And, he's, and then he's like, no, I'll admit that I'm wrong and, you know, I'll find another way to prove it later. Right, right. But sacrifice um, the advancement of their science exactly. for yeah, all that human bullshit. life or for other life, right? Yes. Uh, so Bobandi is warning Blart that he does not want to be viewed because you huh. keep viewing Bobandi and his family yeah. ever since you nailed Constantly. it last time. Okay, that's been almost a whole year of you watching him. I haven't his balls. jerked off to anything else since. Exactly, and it's kind of a curse at this point. And you're waiting for him <laughs> to go on those bike ride trips right. all throughout the park, come back nice yep. and sweaty, oh, yeah. and just jump in that shower. Yeah. You you can you're starting to pick up a smell too when you view. Yes, it's a full experience. Oh yes, <laughs> and you're becoming a full body apparition sometimes yeah. too. Where and yeah. I've inherited his swamp ass too because he literally exactly. lives in. Florida, South Florida, so yeah. very swampy, humid mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, you're you're calling it alligator balls. Yes, because they in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, Lord Awesome, that their third eye is closed. We can <laughs> open up that brown eye. Yes, there we go. <laughs> with uh, my, my fourth with eye. my penal gland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my penal gland yeah. is responding to this brown eye being open. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely at least. Start, you know, this is like a basics of that. Like, what, what, what is the difference between yeah. what would be an ultra terrestrial versus an alien? And then this episode, because within that, it's like, okay, but so does that mean you don't think there's life on other planets? And like a guy like Keel or whatever, they're like, no, we just think that if it, if it's happened, they're probably coming here for something more interesting than looking at a farm sometimes, right, you right, know? Right. So, and you can join uh, a, a bone, <laughs> bone leaf, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and the bit. <laughs> The, the and the big thing is that these ultra terrestrial forces, according to Keel, are not all of them, but most of them are suppressors and tricksters, where they're literally appearing as UFOs or appearing as these things in order to make human us humans think the wrong thing about what they are. Because very likely they're just beings of energy and they're taking form to somehow makes sense, again, which is what, like, Whitley Strieber was seemed to be uh, hinting at with right. Communion, where he's like, I just think that was kind of a costume. I don't think that was them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, he, like, lit- literally he walks into a ship, but it's not a ship. It's just an right. orb of light he walks into. So, anyway, that all links to uh, paranormal orbs and shit. They talk about that a lot. Also, as we start the episode off here, super synchronicity, Harris, my wife and I, were just watching... The episode of Hellier season two, mm-hmm. where Tyler Strand freaks out because he kind of gets lost on Brown Mountain in North Carolina, oh, yeah. and this episode opens up with people getting lost on Brown Mountain and the orbs that have been seen f- since the 13th century here. And Jonathan mm-hmm. Young's like, the Brown Mountain lights have been observed since the 13th century, which is what which I just is said. 1400s. I don't know if that's true. Uh, 14, 15th century. I think it's one back. So that's 1200s, I believe. Right. But no one. Or am was I retarded? Here. Yeah. No. Twentieth century Fox was nineteen. Yeah. So. 13th oh yeah. To yeah. You're right. So yeah. So yeah. it's one back. Yeah. Yeah. Either so way. Native Americans then, because I'm like that's, that's and that's Euro. what because yeah. they talk about that a lot. The Native Americans have had these sightings yeah. forever. It's um, just weird for them to date the Amer- Native Americans at twelve hundred. Exactly. Know, yeah. So. Um, and also, he also might. I don't think. I think what you're saying is more correct. He could have just been saying too, like, 
lights Forever. like the Brown Mountain yeah. lights have been seen around the world reported, you know, even yeah, though yeah. people have reported those back even earlier in, in the, the old world, but uh, over at old world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, lots of people have disappeared following these lights, just like Golem says not to in mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, but, uh, and then there's like, sometimes groups would go try to look for that guy that disappeared. They would fucking disappear too. And Chris Pittman is back. He's the UFO, Matt, UFO Ding Dong Bundy. Yeah. Uh, but he just kind of says the same thing, and he's one and done on the episode. That's kinda, I mean, I don't, like, enjoy him, but he's kind of an interesting, like, you know, he has this kind of sour, dire seriousness to him about it without seeming like a children's seriousness, mm-hmm. which is just goofy, you know? Right. Um, but children's, we get a lot of children's in this episode. Children's chimes in and says, uh, there's a very curious story of a person named Ralph Lale who claimed that he was following the Brown Mountain Lights one night. It turns out it was just swamp gas <laughs> from his swamp ass. No. Uh, and it led him to a secret cave full of crystals and a booming voice that told him about extraterrestrials and that they had the technology to go from one dimension to another and to appear and reappear. So again, like this, this voice saying, hey, uh, whether the crystals were... Again, now I'm thinking in this kind of like super spectrum keel way where it's like, oh, were the crystals just there for effect to fuck with the human guy? Mm-hmm. Or did the crystals actually amplify this this entity's power? Did the guy actually never see this, this and was yeah, bullshitting yeah, or yeah. whatever, right? Um, but uh, uh, And then talking about like this is a window area basically where they can manifest and demanifest back to their universe. Yeah. Uh, more easily, right? And so, and then they talk about why they talk about rubbing balloons together pretty yeah. quickly. Oh, here, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, Childress chimes in again. He says, "And all over the world, there are these anomalous lights." So, it's they're actually showing real evidence video. I mean, again, they show a little CG shitty one at the end of like four or five mm-hmm. real pieces of evidence, uh, videos of people finding orbs in the sky or around, which is cool, it's super cool. And I mean, I I'm I am starting to believe that. The orbs, the UFO orbs and the ghost orbs are kind of the same fucking thing. It somehow seems to just be how our eyes can perceive a representation of a consciousness of some yeah. kind, you know? Representation of fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mask. Uh, <laughs> because, again, so many UFO sightings and, and the vast majority are not a metallic craft that's seen. They are just lights that are swirling and doing formations and merging together mm-hmm. and unmerging together and all that stuff. So... They just sometimes are in such interesting formations and regular formations that people are like, oh, I can see the border of a metallic craft. It's like you actually can't see the craft. You're just mm-hmm. seeing lights in a triangle shape. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but uh, Medallion Man William Henry's back, unfortunately. Um, I don't hate him. I just don't enjoy him Love anymore. Him. He, just yeah, not, yeah. he doesn't bring anything to the table. Uh, these mysterious lights seem to be intelligently directed as if they're alive. And people have the sense that they're coming from somewhere else, coming from other planets, or perhaps other dimensions. Um, he gets a little close to saying Stargate, but again, I right, think he's right, contractually right. Yeah. obligated yeah. to not say Stargate anymore. Um, now, Sooks, he's a technology guy. He firmly believes that these are still flesh and bolts right. beings of some kind. And he says, when I see these lights, I believe some type of technology is involved. And that <laughs> technology... Mm-hmm. Would have to be extraterrestrial. So he's he's not in the keel, valet, right. whatever camp. He's like, these aren't paranormal. These are flesh paranormal. and bolts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> these are just copies, Blu-ray copies of Paranorman 
flying in the sky, maybe being thrown by Paul Macbeth or Simon Lazat throwing this out there. <laughs> and people are just seeing reflections. Just going nuts, <laughs> losing their shit. On the bottom of yeah. Paranorman Blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> That's all... All paranormal yeah. sightings are just paranormal. They um, come in peace, just <laughs> like that fucking guy who threw CDs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a Zadok talk, a good amount of Zadok, uh, old Rabbi Zadok on this episode, and he says, are they extraterrestrial from another planet? Are they ultra-terrestrial from another dimension? Depends on who you ask. But the one thing that is that all held in common was there is a greater reality in which we exist. Which I, I kind of like that point where it's like, I can't remember who fucking said it, but it's like, there are only two possibilities. There, we're either alone in the universe or we're not. Both are equally terrifying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he has a point. It's like whether they're ultra-terrestrial, extraterrestrial, or both, there's clearly something, some other consciousness that's interacting with us, which is interesting enough in and of itself. So, um, And they really double down here in this segment on, uh, which, again, literally uh, last night reading The Eighth Tower, like, it's to- like co- constantly talking about how we can't see microwaves. We can only see infrared when it reaches some certain thing, like going into the science of all the wavelengths mm-hmm. of light and signals that we can only hear certain ranges of, see certain ranges of, how animals can see greater ranges or at least different segments of yeah, the ranges yeah, and yeah. stuff too. Um, so they go, they double down that pretty big here. And Caroline Corey from Superhuman is on here, and yeah. she says, uh, the fact that we cannot see the rest of the spectrum... Does not mean that it's not there. So I'm getting a little, uh, I don't know, Tommy Wiseau or <laughs> uh, Madeline or whatever, Adeline from <laughs> our former coworker. Or uh, <laughs> two <and> two is <laughs> four. the girl from Revenge of the Nerds 2 who runs the hotel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay here anytime. <laughs> like she's like a Ricky Ricardo. The Ricky Ricardo suite. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, like. The super spectrum, as like Keel puts it, is like if you could see or interact with all of these, you know, like these all of these ways, all these lights, whatever. He even talks about how like orbs specifically are only ever reported as a certain couple of colors, which is like this violet, kind of white to violet to red kind of thing. And those are like some people can see uh, yeah, that are usually have psychic abilities mm-hmm. can see those slightly higher wavelengths or whatever, too. Right. Yeah. So uh, what's up? I'm just Bobani's like, wow, you pulled that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, spot on. <laughs> um, but uh, we head over to uh, Pasadena 2015, where they're trying to prove if there are other dimensions or universes. So some scientists at Caltech were using the Planck Satellite Telescope to look at evidence of the Big Bang, of these cosmic waves and uh, the microwave signatures and stuff from what happened. And they find all these hot spots throughout the universe. Mm-hmm. Um where they theorize that this is likely where other universes are coming in contact with ours. Mm-hmm. So Denon's like, you know, think of a bunch of balloons, and they show like a model yeah. on the screen, and he's basically saying when these balloons rub up against each other, there's going to be kind of what might be seen as like a friction, yeah. And their frequencies, their their uh, wavelengths, and all this stuff are crossing over a little bit or bumping up and repelling, which is mm-hmm. going to create some sort of friction, yeah. Um, which again, then that kind of makes this model of like. It kind of makes sense where it's like if everything in our universe is spherical, you know, gravity makes things, you know, equally Roundish. all around a center, yeah. right? Then that would also make sense, you would think, even an exploding universe, whatever its shape is, loops back to be spherical as well, mm-hmm. right? 
even though I know that, I mean, who knows? This might be just a simple model to understand, but it's like, because what if the universe is just this ever expanding infinitude or whatever? But still, if the other well, frequencies that are stacked on top, they're rubbing against each other, you'd think that that would create these hot spots as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me, when it's like Big Bang, it's always the the craziest thing to think is you're like, a big Sheldon guy. Exactly. Yeah. And now I love Baby Sheldon, where the fucking dumb show is. Young, <laughs> Which young God? Sheldon. Can you imagine? Oh, there probably will be coming. a Baby yeah, Sheldon, yeah. and it's just like about his parents, yeah. and then like him doing look who's right. talking kind of commentary. Exactly. Or some shit. Still in the uh, womb the whole yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, see... it opens with a big splooge in right. the, his mouth. Yeah. It's just a CG fetus the whole time. Yeah, it's Baby yeah. Sheldon. Oh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I haven't even drunk milk yet, but I know that that's wrong, Mama. <laughs> Stop taking so many damn hormones. Please put that cigarette out. I'm inside you. <laughs> no, you don't need more wine. Dad, stop pushing her so hard. You're jarring me up. <laughs> they In that show, they were all students of Caltech as well, just there like in Pasadena. Yeah, that's a, like that's a famous spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? <laughs> oh, the scariest thing is, is uh, so if the universe is expanding, mm-hmm. what's it expanding t- into? Right. Right? Like, what's containing that whole right. space and everything like that? That's right, where it right. gets crazy, right? Exactly, right. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, does the space of the universe exist because of the universe, or is it filling some empty yeah, space? Yeah, which, is there an end to that, or right. what is that space, and, exactly. and all that, so on and so forth. Right. I mean, if if Men in Black, the movie, is any, uh, yeah. you know... We're just a set of marbles. Side. Yeah, exactly. It, it, as soon as you span out, we're yeah. just a set of marbles of another alien on, on one planet in his universe, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going after that. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you think it's really sad that you never, ever touch someone? Oh, <laughs> because, because you're, you're tech. Yeah, tech. You're always you're... repelling each other, and exactly. there's infinite halves between everything. Right. So you could never fully be there. Exactly. I'm never there. <laughs> Despite your oversensitivity. Yeah. Physically. Uh, Bobandi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, you have a large mass. Yeah. That should That's be just able. the energy being yeah. created. So that hey, comes to our brain. When I touch. when I'm getting my face set on, I can feel it <laughs> by uh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. You say my mustache yeah, ain't right, ever touching right, his ta- her tank. Right, yeah. Her penal wound or her penal right. <laughs> exactly. Her penal wound. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, sorry. Uh, Bobini. Said, I don't know if it's a real orgasm, but yeah. she sure sounds like okay. she's enjoying herself. I mean, she's pissing all over. The <laughs> she sure smells piss. like she's yeah. enjoying herself. Uh, smell it, Bart. Yeah, Bobini says. Yeah, it's creating space and time at this as it expands. As it expands, but then what's that expanding into? That's the thing. Like, how's yeah, it yeah. creating? That, and that's and that's a thing. Yeah, both p- the the answers are it's yeah, either or creating yeah. its own space, which means there was nothing before, right? Or it's expanding into some other empty exactly space construct yeah. or something. Right, but it, right, right. but then like Bob Manny's saying, it's like the universe is creating the concept of space. Like you know, what, it's like right, it's right. like. That's the dimensional, yeah. That's right. that's what I'm saying. That's the big mind melt. If you just right. want to lay there at night and like have a freak out, right? Just like, oh god. Well, I used to do that, just thinking like, God, how big is space and far and right. travel? And, yeah. Well, and when you start to think like, if the universe exists, and you think it would only exist if something conscious is there to perceive it, right? Right. If a tree falls in the woods, right. <laughs> but then. Of course, then you start have to uh, like that. That's when it gets into the simplified analogy of, oh, the universe is just a dream of God, and he's or it's the mind Whatever. of God. Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. living in the mind of God, which is how he is outside of our 
linear times that he can think of anything and anything and whatever. But at the same time, it is a physical universe too. You know what I mean? So it's like, but like that's but the mind. It's physical, right? That's the mind altering thing. Is like, oh, this much greater consciousness, or then you go the other way where it's not a singular consciousness. It's that all conscious things that exist power, the, are creating yeah. this consciousness too. You know, it's yeah, consciousness as a force. Yeah. You basically, you know, which is I mean, kind of the interstellar intergalactic thing where yeah, it's yeah. like the whole thing is that love is the greatest force in the universe because it's the motivator to do really anything right but then you can just kind of say like it's con- like being existing and experiencing existing is the motivation for existence for a consciousness to exist you know anyway um a large rabbit hole exactly so uh brandenburg's on here and he and childress are bringing up questions like you know oh we have to ask our ghosts and demons and angels all just these beings that are slopping over into our frequency once in a while, right? Um, well, Bandy's out, and he said, oh. read about the holographic universe, and it fucks with your mind. Exactly. Yeah. That is a total mind fuck, right. too. Um, but uh, so are, then they, they ask, like, are there evidences of other universes in old sacred right. texts? This is the only kind of ancient alien ish part. They don't even get there for a while, though. They, they go back to uh, the. Uh, Herman family, Pee Wee. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking Munster. Yeah. <laughs> they go to the Herman family in 1958, who was the first reported, and it, which, which is what's crazy about this whole th- uh, poltergeist activity. Sorry, mm. I cut myself off. But uh, the family was experiencing fucking chairs flying around, cabinets opening, all this poltergeist activity. And then the episode just like busts out. They have this guy on who's a of like a parapsychologist historian or something, and he's like, oh, the parapsychology department at Duke University mm-hmm. came out to investigate after police detectives came out to investigate. The police fucking called, and it's like, that is, it has been so long since that would not have, if you said that phrase, mm-hmm. for the past 30, 40 years, no one would really believe you or they'd laugh you out of the room, mm-hmm. uh, likely because of the negative entities, the men in black, and their disinformation campaign, which, right. again, if they can make everyone that believes in aliens or ultra-terrestrials or the paranormal an idiot, a subject of ridicule, then they can act with impunity wherever they want. Yeah. So, um, But it's just crazy that as recently as 1958, there was a thriving parapsychology department investigating, doing house calls to investigate cases yeah. like this, and, and literally saying, like, hey, usually, <laughs> meaning the many cases we've studied, usually... Uh, or is that kid that I went to school with usually because he couldn't mm. say the word usually, even though he could say the word you and your and whatever. Um, kind of hated that kid, but uh, he was like a friend <laughs> of a friend that I put it together. never liked it. Fucking moron. <laughs> uh, you can say whatever you want if you try. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, they had so many cases. They're like, usually with, so with poltergeist cases, it's a young girl going through puberty or usually young children because there's so much emotional stress going on or if it's an abusive home, mm-hmm. alcoholic parents, whatever, sometimes this can manifest. People, especially people, like it's, it's either creating latent psychic ability or they already have it and it's now enhancing it, whatever. So it's a lot of poltergeist cases are saying it's not uh, actual ghosts, it's telekinetic energy being manifested mm-hmm. without the control of the person with the energy, right? Yeah. In this In this case, though, it didn't really fit any of those tropes even back then. And it's still really unexplained for the most yeah. part. They thought it was the boy because he was going through puberty at that point. Uh, thought it was the girl, but they're like, usually it only happens when they're on their period, which is right, kind of right, funny. Right. Same, same time too. But uh, 
But no, the Herman family was this case was Spielberg's inspiration for making the movie Poltergeist, which right. is like, oh, that's a cool fun fact. Um, they talk about now they finally get back to some ancient shit. So they talk about the Quran and the Hebrew Bible talked about seven levels of heaven and earth. Could these be alternate dimensions? Mm-hmm. Um, they go to uh, Muhammad's first visit with the Archangel Gabriel. Uh, he was meditating in a cave. The Archangel Gabriel manifests out of nowhere, and and Gabriel is said to have been standing between horizons. So he was like kind of half in. He was there, but not there at the same time, right? Um, and Medallion Man uh, describes. He says, he says, now this describes their ability to move through physical dimensions, to manifest in physical form, then revert back to their light body form. Skirt, kind of dancing around Stargates, but because uh, he used to say light beings a lot traveling through Stargates. Um, and then this is where a lot of people have radiation sickness and things like these, like symptoms, smaller yeah. scale or big scale too. But um, even just so that sometimes people are just like nausea. It's like nauseated. It's like why would you be nauseous just because something, mm-hmm. someone magical appeared to you, right? Yeah. And why is it so consistent? Or, or the Ark of the Covenant, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people had radiation sickness too. So um, maybe that was more of a portal than a portal for God to yeah. come through. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a galactic glory hole. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's it tastes really good, uh, yeah. Nate. <laughs> I'll do a good job. Bro. Just what he's saying yeah. in the mirror <laughs> as he's jerking off. Tastes really yeah. good, Jared. Yeah. Um, Childress chimes in here and says, the Archangel Gabriel flies Muhammad around on some sort of technology. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they are interdimensional but that they have the technology to go from one dimension to the other to appear and disappear. And it all has to do with technology. So, I mean, that was an interesting, like, hybrid theory, mm-hmm. uh, not the Lincoln Park album. Yeah. Um, but, like, a hybrid theory of, like, okay, these, which, I mean, that's as easy as saying, like, oh, I mean, they can travel through wormholes with their mechanic, mm-hmm. their metal, you know, flesh and bolts ships and things right. like that. But still, it's like, okay, like, at least this episode is trying to deal with, hey, what's the balance you know what? Are, what are the two sides of the coin, or is it all one coin of yeah. some summer coin? Summer coin. Uh, is it real aliens using technology, a teleporter device, or something like that to come on through? Is it them just manifesting their physical form, or they? You know, again, Medallion Man seems to think that it's a light being mm-hmm. that's just manifesting in our physical world, and he lives yeah, in, in a yeah, non-physical yeah. world. It's just pure energy. Children are saying, "Hey, mate, we're still got to think about." The metal dragons they're flying around, all these things yeah, we've talked about before. Shit. Yeah, got to tie it together, guys. Come on. Exactly. We can't get, get too wild here. <laughs> exactly. Um, they talk about the dream time next, which is, uh, they've talked about it a lot before. Uh, Australian uh, indigenous peoples, aboriginals, mm-hmm. they a lot of their tribes practice this. Um, they're doing you know crazy drum trances and things yeah. like that. Gets them into a mental state to that the elders, you know, the, the shamans, the medicine men uh, can... Enter basically go outside of the space time continuum and talk to ancestral beings and specifically the first ancestral beings who, according to them, knew way more about life and the world and the universe than they did. And they can go get advice and guidance and stuff from them. So, um, then they go into ayahuasca. We don't need to talk about ayahuasca for the thousandth time. Uh, they talk about DMT and wondering if, uh, DMT activating the penis gland, the penile gland, the pineal gland, the pino gland, exactly. Hey, gonna go down to. Makes you want to go to Virginia or South Carolina. Sorry, <laughs> buy some guns. <laughs> buy some guns. Get that COVID. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, so they're they're asking like, oh, 
does DMT, it clearly opens your brain's perception. Mm-hmm. So you can start seeing these different colors, different frequency wavelengths, things you like that. You gotta decalcify it. Exactly. <laughs> That's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or is it actually opening a window and letting those things through now? Or is there a difference between those two statements? Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, well, if you can see it, right. it's opening you can something. Suck it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tattoo over on my top lip. It's interesting. Exactly. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's over to junior ass. high school. Yeah. Um, those are our latest Thank one star reviews. Thinking we're thirteen, right. <laughs> we're much older. Uh, I think. I think other one star reviews have called us younger too. Yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah. been called prepubescent before. Where thirteen yeah, is pretty emails, well yeah. into pubescence. All right. Yeah, we know what uh, we're doing. The essence of pubes. Oh, their mothers must have signed off the waiver so they could be on iTunes. <laughs> Um, they rip off Graham Hancock's whole how did they figure out ayahuasca thing too which you know it's a it it is a big question that's unanswered well sorry it's unanswered by science it's answered by the people that in South America that where they said the gods the spirits told us to pick this plant and this plant out of 10,000 plant varieties that are the perfect combination to turn off your brain's inhibitor your body's inhibitors to the DMT that's already in your system, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, children's like, oh, you have to wonder if extraterrestrials had a hand in telling them this. Right. Um, they go into DMT studies. People tend to see three things where at least they have, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the experts they have here are like, oh, cool. They literally work in that field. Yeah. They're not porn doctors. Um, until the end, there's that other Australian guy that kind of is a porn doctor. He's, his, his, uh, uh, qualifications are, being an, an abductee, and he's a, a long-term sky watcher. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he sets up sky watch parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like fucking sky yeah. watching night. Uh, <laughs> Check this shit out. <laughs> um, anyway, people tend to see angelic thing, angelic demonic things, mm-hmm. so religious experiences. They tend to see um, uh, a hyper tech forward race of people or glimpses of their world. Uh, and they've advanced beyond um, three dimensions, or they tend to see like family, or or that. Sorry, or they tend to see aliens, right? Like mm-hmm. they they interpret it as being yeah. abducted or whatever too. So, uh, and again, if you're going the kind of keel route, he says that he's pretty sure that. Well, he's not sure. There is no evidence that he had found out of thousands of contactee cases that anyone was likely actually physically taken into a craft. It was all the use of electromagnetic beams by these creatures that are made of that shit, tapping into your pineal gland and making you think, or your brain is interpreting the experience as being abducted and you know uh, subjected to scientific experiments and all that stuff mm-hmm. too. So, which is all part of their campaign to interact with us. For he's like, I don't fucking know why they want to interact with us, but again, you would think that if we're interested in ghosts. Then likely ghost ghosts incorporeal beings would be interested in us too. You know, mm-hmm. how can I affect them and fuck with them and whatever? So well, and I would akin it more to we go into the jungle and mm-hmm. view animals and watch you right. know whatever. Uh, so again, it's that same thing. Like the ants don't know why we're there. The fucking right. other creatures don't know why we're there, but yeah. we're there just to have fun. Or we go scuba diving and, and exactly. go see what's under the ocean. You right. know, like. That's more what I would th- say. Yeah, yeah. And and once in a while, the, yeah. a little seal, a seal, sea lion comes up and yeah, like goes, to, and, yeah. you're, and you kind of play with it for a while or fuck with it and then goes yeah, away, yeah. you know. Um, you you see an otter 
fucking a dead carcass of a fish or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you rape a fish to death too, yep. just like otters do. Yeah, then you crack open that lovely crab shell that yes. he just munched on, right. on your go tummy. To town. Yeah, yeah. You do it on your tummy, but it stabs your skin. Exactly. You bleed out. Um, they That's ask a hell a, of a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> they ask, uh, are there modern day seers that can just see? Portions or these whole dimensions, these whole dimensions, or a quarter portion. Naturally, um, they did. A Stanford did a study back in the seven. I mean, they're talking about Stanford in this specific study about psychics and remote viewing for the intelligence agencies mm-hmm. of the world. But these were going on before that. They ended up stopping, I think, in the late seventies or early eighties. Some specific report came out. We've kind of talked about it before. Basically, the government's like. We're not doing this fucking research anymore. It kind of went somewhere, but it's not like reliable enough to use, whatever. Or that's the cover story that they want you to think, and they're still doing it. So basically think of uh, the opening scene to Ghostbusters where the hot chick and the nerdy dude are with, Bill, uh, I'll say Bill McMurray, because <laughs> McMurray is a character on uh, Letterkenny, mm. um, but uh, with Bill Murray, and he's trying to see if they can see the back of the card he's seeing without seeing right, it with right. their eyes, blah, blah, blah. So he's doing a remote viewing thing too. Um, so then they're asking, are the remote viewers actually projecting their mind into other space-time dimensions, which is kind of the astral plane kind of thing. And we get an on-location. I did not expect an on-location segment this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, old lone wolf, the old lone howl himself, Nick Pope. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and he's on location at Aseti Ranch, which is E-C-E-T-I, an acronym that stands for Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And I'm like, is this a scientific place or not? Because the yeah. logo on the sign they show is a lion's face with a jewel on its forehead with a halo of light around its head, all in a, in a golden heart with wings on the heart. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. this looks like a terrible tattoo that someone would get in Vegas or yeah, something, yeah. you know. Or an affliction shirt or it's, something. Yeah. <laughs> or an Ed Hardy shirt. Uh, yeah, it looks like the kind of, like, uh, belt buckle you would get at a souvenir shop for Orlando or what, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, take that, Bobandy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, like, is this, I mean, I was expecting porn doctors to come out. It didn't seem like that, we at least. smoke PCP here. Right. And it's <laughs> yeah. quite The old man. <laughs> Do you have some PCP? <laughs> Do you have a PCP? Um, but yeah, Nick Pope is there. Uh, it's <laughs> he, He's like a fucking android of Nick Pope that is being like fed lines through a microphone. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they wouldn't program the android to have it in his head. He has, yeah, still has yeah. to listen. No, but uh, he's literally like, he meets uh, John and Peter, uh, John Vivanco and Peter Slattery, um, who, who run this place. And he's just like, Hello, nice to meet you, John Peter. Like, it's just very awkward. It's yeah. obviously a staged hello, like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Because um, in this, you see him lurching forward a yes, lot. So he's exactly. like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And like, that's what makes him awkward because he's like, yeah. he almost seems like he's trepidatious. Like, yeah. I'm leaning into this performance here. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I get to his, to his uh, credit, he is much better and pretty natural yeah. with complicated issues when he's just off the cuff. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, but obviously they're not like Gonzo running out of the car going, yeah. oh, hey, you know, like <laughs> I don't even know. What, to, like, what is he gonna? Yeah. <laughs> what's he gonna do? Uh, anyway, hey, hey. <laughs> I was gonna do a ses- is he that Sesame Street? No, Gonzo's Miss Piggy. That's Muppets. Mupp- right, but yeah, same yeah, shit, yeah, different yeah. different uh, audience. But right, right. um, <laughs> uh, but this place is like apparently this is sorry, uh, Mount Adams or Adams Mountain in Washington State. Uh, this place is apparently a hot spot for UFO activity. 
and like it's pretty like pretty much every night they can see shit. NASA, the CIA, Skunk Works, they've all come to this fucking ranch mm-hmm. to try to observe activity, but they're not using telescopes, even though they kind of they're not using telescopes. I thought they were going to be like, there's no visual equipment. It's all just your mm-hmm. eyes and the remote viewers. But they're using remote viewers to Which test we were going to do that thing where it was like the light-induced DMT experience, mm-hmm. and then COVID hit, so we never did. Yeah, but, uh, which I'd be down I forgot for that. about that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was just down in like Oceanside or something, Something like right? that, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Nick Pope now says something maybe controversial in light of the news we talked about last week, but... Uh, he's like, I was the head of the British government's X-Files project. And it shows a picture of him at a desk with all this stuff. Yeah. And again, some dude, some ufologist in England accused him of far overstating the level of authority he had at his right, job right, right. at the Ministry of Defense, whatever. Um, he did work there, though. That's all I really care about. Um, so he meets with he meets with John and Peter. Uh, and he's and he does at least ask a good question. He's like, "So, what are your respective backgrounds on this?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, good. Thankfully, we get to hear what they're." So, John Vivanco is a professional remote viewer with 20 years of experience. He runs a team. He runs a team of remote viewers for clients, apparently like this fucking CIA and stuff. And Slattery is an Aussie and uh, does Skywatch events and is an experiencer. So I'm like, "Okay, go. great." He's into just experiencing, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, cool. okay, man. They also have this fucking scumbag with disgusting dreadlocks, and literally, like I always say, a fly is flying around his dreadlocks in mm-hmm. multiple cuts to this dude. Yeah, because it's gross. Um, and uh, for white guys, yeah. disgusting. Um, oh, what's coming, Joe? Here we go. I'm gonna gross. dread this out. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I literally shave it off while you slept. So like, <laughs> um, but sneak into your house. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, he's this excited Aussie dude. He's setting up. He sets up the Skywatch event that night, um, and they talk. You know, John and Peter are talking about the details of the experiments. They put these two remote view or whatever, however many remote viewers in a room separate from the people at the Skywatch party. Mm-hmm. And the whole goal is that the remote viewers tune into the Skywatchers, <laughs> the Luke Skywatchers. Yeah. <laughs> Skywatcher saga, really. Um, I mean, it could be Ray, yeah. even though she took the name on. It's you know, right, it's right, symbolic, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, family's the family's yeah. the family you fuck, not the friends that you just love. Right. You know that you're born into. Exactly. Just <laughs> 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 thinking of Baby Sheldon again. <laughs> hey, put out that know. cigarette because yeah. <laughs> I'm inside you. I'm inside. <laughs> Don't do that, please. <laughs> Another bottle of wine? Oh, God. It's not even a red. <laughs> you know I love my red. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know yeah. what would be funnier is that if it's a CG fetus or it's just the adult guy that yeah. plays Sheldon. Right. In walking around a crappy like green screen room of like womb meat the whole oh, I, the whole yeah. series. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, it was the CG baby with his head green screened on, so it's him talking as the baby, yeah, very clean like and that. made yeah, up, exactly. and then there's yeah. a pink meat monster yeah, yeah, underneath, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the silicone rubber right. just like flopping around. Hey, I'm pretty hung, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. Umbilical Ooh. cord. Uh, Is this uh, for where I have my tummy, Dan? <laughs> This for where I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're setting up this whole table out in this field. I'm pretty sure they have shot from. Oh no! You know who was at this fucking place? 
was Caroline Corey on Superhuman mm. because I remember the okay. stupid Aussie dude. Yeah, yeah, he I was, remember that too. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh shit, this is that same field out in right, the middle right, of nowhere right, right. where they're doing remote viewing stuff. So, um, so yeah, they're setting up basically a bunch of ghost hunting equipment mixed right. with which I did really like the the dreadlock guy. He's the dude that runs the satellite tracking system, mm-hmm. so he can see the entire surface of the planet and the surrounding three dimensional space around it to make sure that there's no planes, spaceships, anything that, or if there are, they know that that's there. Right, 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 right. So that if they see something that isn't on his tracker, that is an anomalous craft, light, being, whatever, energy, whatever it is, right? So that's cool. They're kind of setting that up. They have these two women that, sadly, you never even, like, they don't even give them a chance to speak or introduce Mm -hmm. themselves or whatever, but they're just in a room together facing opposite ways, and they're ready to draw and write Yep. on their uh, notepads and stuff of what they are. They're supposed to be tapping into whatever the people in that field are seeing, mm-hmm. uh, even though they didn't meet Nick or anything like that. Well, it's weird. Nick did show up in between them, and they kept cutting, but they kept catching him sniffing their right. hair. Mm-hmm. Just like, what do you... Oh, mm-hmm. oh ooh. Right. And then they said they could sense rainbow sandals, right? Uh, jeans with the sandals, yeah. a leather belt, right. tucked in shirt. And, and, and they literally, kind of like the little being that they draw, like, like it says, like, oops, smiley, like she meant to draw yeah. a smile. It said, wild-eyed look yeah, on his exactly. face, on the little yeah. uh, face that they draw on Nick. And it says, rape anyone? Right. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Offering milk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm inside you? <laughs> Stop smoking? Yeah. <laughs> More wine? Sheldon, yeah. infant. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Nick, after hearing about the experiment details, he's like, "Well, great. That sounds good." Like he's again very <laughs> yeah. awkwardly delivering this rehearsed line, uh, and they're watching the sky. Uh, they uh, see. Oh, they see the ISS. They see a satellite. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." Like they're literally. Yeah, see- I yeah. mean, it's very clear. Uh, obviously there's no light pollution up there. It's high up. Um, lots of, you know, fucking activity seems like it's going on out there, which we never, sadly never see around here because yeah. we have so much light pollution. Uh, Nick kind of just looks nervous though. He's like, again, kind of hunched forward and like whatever. Um, he's, I think he's a better talking head than an on location guy, right, obviously. Right. Not that I don't enjoy it, but, um, seems very nervous, but, um, they do finally see a light. It flashes into... Appearance. We don't really see the flash that much, but they say mm-hmm. that it flashed in. We see it moving. Looks kind of like it could be, again, anything, but all you see is a small, tiny pinprick of light. Yeah. So, uh, And then it just fades away and disappears after a while, which is cool. They check the satellite tracker. There was nothing. There was no nothing of a craft-like signature that the radar or whatever would be bouncing off of. Mm-hmm. So this is an anomalous something out there. Um, the next segment is Nick and John Vivanka sitting down to go over the results of what the remote viewers uh, drew and wrote. So <laughs> he does the awkward, John, good to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> when he's sitting down at the table, just like that wide-eyed stare at him. It's like, you know, just Nick. It's like, good to see you, John. Like, just be yeah, fucking hey, normal, going, you know? Yeah. But uh, uh, one viewer is drawing like what she sensed was a bunch of crackling energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they also both drew the ISS, which is pretty cool. And uh, one's a little more detailed, but they're both this like cylindrical shape with lights and windows, and they're showing, like, the light streaming out of these little squares and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, they, uh, oh, they also draw, like, the the solar little panels that come off the side of it, too, which was yeah. interesting. 
and um, uh, let's see. Simple. Oh, the then they talk about the anomalous object, right? The the first thing one of them drew was like just an basically an orb that was a glowing blue color uh, that was just shooting energy out spherically, completely uh, uh, three dimensionally, right? And the other person draws. Uh, a little person. It's like this little, what they describe as an angelic person, has very intense eyebrows that like come off of its face, mm-hmm. uh, looks like a woman or something, holding a rectangular object that kind of looks like how they drew the solar panels, like just yeah. a rectangle with a grid of, you know, like a tic-tac-toe board in it. And then uh, the other person, when they were thinking of the subject of this anomaly, because um, obviously the one person interpreted it as like a humanoid being, the other person just drew like a circle with like a weird symbol inside of it mm-hmm. um, and said that this this was just a being, it felt like a being that didn't have a body. It was just made of light, right. you know? So both of them are interesting. Again, it could be the one person tapping in and then that energy was like, you know, here, I'll be, I'll be this image to you. Maybe it was occupied with that one and, and the only other one could only see its true form or whatever, yeah. you know, like a light anomaly. But, um, and uh, they even wrote... PP on there, which meant paraphysical, which I was like, that's cool. They have a whole labeling system. And, um, uh, oh, and then they were like, it's like because she, the one gal specifically called out it was smiling, it's almost like, oh, maybe that was the energy's way of saying, I'm a positive force. I'm nice. I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to hurt you or whatever. Um, And then she interprets that as, you know, like even on the, the uh the last episode of season one of Hellier when they're in the cave, they're doing the the Gansfield session and all this stuff, and um and then later in the domes in the TNT area in Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. uh they're doing the kind of enhanced Estes method thing. Dana Newkirk seem, seems to be understanding that they speak in colors and emotions and symbols. They're not really right. speaking in words like us, so they're trying to get which which could also explain why. If they're not used to just speaking English words, mm-hmm. they can actually transfer these symbols or whatever, but they know you have to hear it in words. Yeah. That could explain all the fucking weird spirit box sessions when you're hunting ghosts and things like yeah, that, where yeah. it's not this perfect answers all the time. And everyone know? always smiles, whether you're from any time or whatever on exactly. Earth, right? You smile if you're happy. Right, right? exactly. You always cry if you're sad or hurt. Right. So. It's a very primal thing. Oh. Oh, camera going on. Oh, we can't see uh, Greta. Well, no, you, th- this was like going like this. Oh, it was falling. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, cool, cool experiment. Like that was a cool thing to like go. Like I, I would have, I liked this entire segment more than the entirety of Superhuman, the Caroline Corey documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is at least interesting. Something. The two, yeah. the one, the Aussie guy, whatever. But at least the guy that runs the place doesn't seem like a porn doctor. He seems like a remote viewer scientist, you yeah, know, yeah, doing yeah. research. So um, the, the last little segment here is like, will we become interdimensional ourselves soon? They don't really answer that question. Yeah. Um, they talk about quickly the, uh, in the eighties, these, the Russian cosmonauts that saw seven, what they described as 90 foot tall angels made of light out mm-hmm. there. Uh, they have Michio Kaku, the scientist, on here once, and he's, he fucking says something really weird. <laughs> like, with no context, usually he's like, you know, he's a, he's a outside-the-box physicist, yeah. but he doesn't usually say shit like this, which is, I think somewhere out there, there's a highway. A highway that carries the souls of millions of aliens 
traveling at the speed of light, looking at the wonders of the universe at the maximum velocity allowed by Einstein. Like he's very lofty. Stick to he's very fucking, lofty yeah. and weird. And then, <laughs> oh, but it has to follow Einstein's yeah. relative. I'm like, I okay. can't get too far out of the box <laughs> right? and say I'm it's like, possible what? to go faster. You're already talking about a fucking river of alien souls that are pa- like what? Yeah, and so. Yeah. Uh, a, you're talking about a soul. I mean, right, for a right, scientist, that's already yeah. you know Alien out there enough anyway. Like and then yeah. now you're getting to like Scientology stuff. Uh, they don't actually understand Scientology. Yeah. If they understood the Fermi paradox, and yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, stop listening to our show. <laughs> I don't care if you enjoyed it. Work. Yeah. Um, uh, and he says, and if it's around us, this fucking river of souls, uh, could we humans detect this super highway? And then I thought it was going to cut there. He like incredulously looks at the camera and goes. No. <laughs> like, what? Of course not. <laughs> you're like all excited about this yeah. weird concept, and then you're like, no, we can't see. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Zadok finishes out the episode and says, uh, like, basically says, the future, which I kind of like because it was less about galactic daddy syndrome. We're like, oh, these flesh and bolts aliens are going to come here. And, like, and even Keel is very critical of. Now, the the religious zealots, basically, not Christian religious, but mm-hmm. the zealots that formed very quickly after Roswell, where they have to prove that all UFO contact is by living extraterrestrial beings from other planets that are alive yeah, like we yeah, are alive, yeah. as opposed to something more paranormal. So um, anyway, but, but Zadok says the future is really all about our like our ultimate evolution isn't becoming like the aliens it's being like evolving in such a way that our consciousness can naturally live in our current dimension and also wherever they're living too mm-hmm. right so it can it can now we can transcend, transcend three go. dimensions yeah. right so um caroline Corey says the same fucking thing uh she's like we need to understand physics from a non-linear perspective so she's just she also is Doing about as much research as we do, which is that she watches stuff yeah, <laughs> and, and parrots it, it, you know. Yeah. But she's on the show, stupid right, bitch. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it for the transdimensionals. The next episode, Islands of Fire, should maybe maybe it'll be interesting. It's all about Hawaii and how mm. Hawaii might be more than just a tropical paradise, but might be like where Eden was or something. They're implying in the preview of it or whatever. So. Um, but anyway, that's it for this episode. Support the show at patreon.com slash probing ancient hands for two exclusive podcasts every month for only five bucks or more. Uh, and then blackholesupplycompany.com. Make sure and spell out the word company for probing ancient aliens merch, disc golf discs, and disc golf apparel. Origi- completely original art by George. We got a beer there, drunk that, uh, beer there, drunk that, uh, shirt. And to celebrate the new episode of 2021, uh, that went live on our Beer That Drunk That podcast feed. Uh, follow us on social media at Probing Aliens, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, beer That Drunk That PC on Instagram for uh, Beer That Drunk That content, which you thankfully keep alive with the occasional stories. Yeah, we do. Like that. Some, when, it, when it's relevant, yeah. seasonally. And then for uh, disc golf content, follow at Puttfuckers, P-U-T-T-F-U-C-K-E-R-S on Instagram and on TikTok. Puttfuckers, P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S, no vowels. That's how you do it. Fuckers. Other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And tune in with us. Tune in with us. That's right. Tune in with us again on Twitch.tv, at Twitch.tv, slash Probing Engineers, next Monday night when we record yet again. Usually around 6 to 8 
Pacific Sweet. time. Yeah, it's been in that sweet spot of yeah. seven. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, usually come over and kind of hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Unwind and yes. then get the show going. Yes. So. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Pro